Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Book in the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from February the 23rd, 1991. This is Mike. I'm sitting here with Doc. No hard body Harper this week. He's got Wildcat Sports duty tonight because by the time you hear this, the show would have happened, but they've got a show coming up in just a couple of days back in New Orleans. He's prepping his troops for that one, I guess, Um. And if he was here, it's not like he'd plug it anyway, because you'd say, Harper, what's going on? Oh, no, you got to be there. That would be his plug for his own promotion, because he can't plug shit. Doc, what's up, man? How you doing? I wonder if he's as noncommittal with his house of hard body as he is with us. You mean when he texts back, when we ask a specific yes or no question, hey, and his response is always like okay? Like Matt Lance, he's like, hey, are we going to work out tonight? Okay. <laughs> Probably. Uh, well hey man uh i'm fighting <laughs> I, I am surrounded by coronavirus i thought it was over but it's not five people in the house three have have rapid tested positive um it's nice yeah i continue to test negative but I don't, I don't feel great i think i probably have it um i'm I'm vaxxed and boosted and all that. So if it happens, it'll probably be all right. It's kind of weird, though. You kind of deal with this thing and hear about it for two and a half years. And then all of a sudden you have it. You think you've had it, though. You think you've had it. I'm convinced we've all had it by now. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I, I don't, I'm not a virologist, obviously. I'm no doctor. I'm not Dr. Blassie. Um, I've just, I'm convinced we've all at some point gotten it. And when I say all, I probably shouldn't say all 90% of us have gotten it. I think like I've got no data to back that up. I, I just think of all the mingling we're doing as a society, you know, everything's so been open now for about, years. Yeah. So I think the, we've all had a chance to get it by now. That's why algorithms are stupid. What I just said was innocuous and safe and just a fact or, you know, Hey, it's happening. You just come on here and basically <laughs> spout some wild ass theory that you have based on no research or anything else. And just because you don't use a certain word, you're going to be okay. Bro, kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> these, these algorithms are weird, dude. I see stuff that I am like, if that's, whoa, if that's what? as good, if that's as good as the AI can do at this point, we're going to be long gone before the robots take over. 
Oh if, yeah, yeah. We will be long gone before the robots. If take that's over. the algorithms running the robots, these sons of bitches are running into each bumping into each other like the three stooges and shit. Dude, we're gonna be long gone before the robots take over. Trust me. We're gonna we will do things to destroy ourselves before the robots have a chance to do so. The robots, if they were a thing, they they will just be in the initial stages and they'll look at themselves and go these idiots are dumb. Just let them destroy themselves. And that's what's going to happen. Okay. That's another conspiracy theory you can shout out to <laughs> right. here in the, last, in the last five minutes. You're on a oh, roll here tonight. strictly for entertainment purposes, as I say all of that. Well, you know, since you're on to conspiracy theories, we have some very large news to talk about in the world of wrestling. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that, or do you want to do... Uh, whatever else it is that a conspiracy theorist like you likes to do. Okay, I'm not a conspiracy theorist for one. I mean, you know, we've made fun of Bigfoot here in the past. We've, we've, you know, I do believe in aliens and, um, you know, but I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Let's get that straight. I'm not the one on here promoting flat earth BS and things like that. But that's like saying, you saying that's like somebody saying, I'm the least racist person you could know. Oh, God. I hate when people say that. Just put your, just put I'm a racist on your forehead. If you ever have to say that, just, just, just come on, man. Don't, just don't go there. But get on to something more serious here. Uh, we, I don't know what's going on with the Apple pod algorithms and five-star reviews, but there are people who are submitting five-star reviews and they're not reaching our feed for whatever reason. So if we have not changed. So what you're saying is we have not changed our longstanding policy of reading five star reviews on the air. They're somehow just not getting to us. Yeah. So Apple, get your stuff together. Get these five star reviews on there because we're getting them. They're just not showing up. Now tonight, I'm going to read two of them simply because I told these folks I would read them, but I'm not going to be able to. I'm not. If we start getting ten and twenty, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do a whole show. Yeah, I will can. read we'll, them we'll, as they come up, though. We'll do what we need eventually. to do to take care of our end of the bargain. So keep doing it. Keep working well, out there, people. See, the thing is, one of our listeners, uh, better call beer man, he he got suspended, I, didn't he? I don't know what you're talking about. I thought he got kicked off Twitter forever. Uh, I saw this tweet today, so I don't know what you're talking about. About forever, whatever. Um, anyway, at Cleaning Towels, Better Call Beer Man, five-star review. This is the one that appeared and then just disappeared like three weeks ago. He stated, the show is classic wrestling reviews with filth and tomfoolery mixed in, but the best part is the interaction online with members of the BTT Army. Mike, Doc, and Harper have brought us some good peeps. Oh, I'm sorry. Mike, Doc, and Harper have brought some good peeps into my life that I now consider my friends. Keep up the good work, and as always, be blessed and be a blessing. That's a good okay. one, huh, Doc? Oh, yeah, All I right. love it. Now, here's a long He, he comes on here and half puts us over and then puts over the the freak show that goes on online with these people. I, yeah, that's just great. The dude just puts you over and you're putting him down? I'm, I don't get it. Have you not been a part of this for seven years? Oh, God. I don't handle compliments well. That's true. So basically he said, thank you, beer man. Now let's keep on moving. The next one, this is from long time BTT Hall of Fame patron. He's been with us forever. Chris Browning. He is the person or the gentleman who had the Dacaholic 
for life shirt on at Wildcat X rated. I sent you a text. If you recall, doc, he's got a, a nice little rhyme here. Bear with me as I get through this. He sent this to through Apple three different times and it still hasn't showed up. Yeah, exactly. Chris goes on to say wrestling. We all love it from the serious to the carny and no one loves it more than the BTT army. They're propped up by this podcast. The best you'll ever hear because they dive into the classic stuff we hold so dear. Mike is a host host, a straight man through and through maintaining a semblance of order with this hooligan crew. Doc provides the irreverence, the wit and the talent. His voice brings the reason and commands the room. So gallant Harper calls it straight. He'll call a mark a mark bitch, but he can make us laugh any, at anything. Even an ink cartridge cock ridge. Come on. <laughs> That's great. Lance dissects the programs with a voice so smooth and slick. Sounds like the white guy in every 80s Eddie Murphy flick. Everyone is listening, so start downloading now because the lines of those unsatisfied is shorter than Buku Dao. They make the other podcasters sound like they're off the skids and they've got them running scared like they were Buck Zumhoff's kids. Woof. Mm. Those other guys are boring. They're always lecturing and carrying. BTT is committed to keeping you from the Von Erich thing. Every week, they're out there killing it like Tammy Sitch. So give them a listen and become a patron and then book it, bitch. This guy's got talent, man. He's a dockaholic. I mean, he's got That's talent. That's something else. I think we're going to make him the dockaholic, give him the spotlight of the week. Um, That was that was something. I You know, I appreciate that. I like that one. That was great. Um, Imagine how much productivity his employer lost while he sat down at his workstation working on that. Hey, Faye, brother, it's an open channel. (laughs) Oh. Okay. So, Doc, that was all the five-star reviews that, for whatever reason, aren't coming in these days. And It's real frustrating when you can't say certain words, but you can't get your other shit delivered. I know, man. It's it's just like every other company out there. You get you pay more and you get less. Uh, as I'm talking about uh, both of these gentlemen are patrons. I want to give a special shout out to our largest page contributors monthly. Disrespectfully, classy Marky Blassy, Mike Chody, Joe Ice, and good old Justin. Before I forget, and Doc, we do have a, an important topic. Vince McMahon retires, but before we go there, I just want to make sure you don't have anything else. Uh, am I supposed to? No, I just thought I'd ask before we get into this. This topic, because to me, this week's show, Saturday night, it's hilarious, but not for good reasons. We'll talk more about that. Dusty is a clown, but I actually enjoyed it, as I said, not for good reasons. So I don't know why I said it like that. But we got to talk about something serious. So here we go. I believe I called this straight down the middle that Vince is out. (laughs) So you called it straight down the middle, my ass. Vince McMahon, every one, every wrestling podcast did a breaking news four or five days ago about this. Um, and by the time you hear this two weeks ago, every podcast, I didn't, all I did was text doc a screenshot of a tweet and we're going to talk about that now, but there was no, Hey, you want to get on and record? Cause we were like, let all the other people 
talk about this like it's breaking news. We're going to do what we do here on BTT and have the discussion when we have the discussion. Now, sometimes we do do, we have done some breaking news stuff, but it was stuff that mattered. Like when New Jack passed away, Tracy Smothers passed away. Like we kind of recorded that immediately with Tracy. Actually, he passed, I think the day before we recorded. So, but with New Jack, we did a special episode that Friday night. We had to like, we got down and talked to it. This I'm not going to call this breaking news, but we do need to discuss it. Vince McMahon retires, but we're here to tell you Vince McMahon is not done with WWE. You did not call it down the middle. I actually called it right. You didn't. Doc, what are your thoughts on Vince retiring, but he ain't done yet? I think it would be. I think we're going to have a couple of takes here that all these other podcasts haven't had. And then we're going to have some that, you know, I think everybody's thinking. Uh, but in the end, I think you can say Vince screwed Vince. Um, I think there's something to that. And at the end of the day, I heard, I think I heard your, your little buddy TGBL say in the end, what brought him down was going public. I caught the YouTube version of that. I ain't listened to the whole show, so I don't know what else they would have talked about with that. He nailed it with that because you and I have talked about how the wrestling business is uh, Carney's Carney's carnying it up. And if this is not a publicly traded company, Vince McMahon can can just tell these allegations to go blow themselves. He can just say whatever. I don't care. He can just stomp around and say, eh, whatever, do something about it because it's a publicly traded company. That was the nail in the coffin, but he's not done. We're going to get there shortly. That's what did it publicly traded company. He kind of had his hand forced. I want to know like from the board, like who finally got through to him though. I do want to know that. And I want to know what was said to force him to quote unquote retire. He ain't retire. He resigned. Let's be real. The retiring is just a fake. That's just lingo. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me clean up some of this nonsense in here and get you back on track please the in the earnings filing it was a resignation and it was not a retirement that's important probably because he had he probably um that changes his go home pay and this is where i think all of this comes in it's not that anybody gives a shit what he stuck his dick in as the shareholders, they don't care. It's how the money's being accounted for. And so at some point, the shareholders like, wait, you're giving some paralegal that you're boinking 300,000 a year. That's our money. Give us more, give us more dividends. Stop paying her, pay us. The other thing is there's certain, there's certain accounting principles that now have to be followed. Once you're a corporation, you can't just move money from under the mattress to up in the ceiling tiles like you're an old territory wrestling promoter. And that so, was, yeah, keep going. There's some, you, if, if you don't now, I ain't going to say everybody's doing everything above board in every corporation, but at least they understand the rules of that game and they're playing those rules. I think Vince is exposed some, somehow. And the, the, the term the terms are he'll go quietly so he doesn't go to jail. Now, is he done? No. Come on. Come, come on. 
And well, 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 go ahead before we talk. And the about other question done. is, who's moving on him? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Who's moving on him? Because, because you know, the first thing they did was we're going to investigate ourselves, and you know that if the LSU Tigers investigated them, their own football program, they'd be like, man, the only thing we found was a bunch of awesomeness. I mean, it was pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, we're good. Anytime anybody says we're doing an internal investigation, that just means they're doing some internal BS, okay? Let's be real. Sure. Nobody's honest with themselves but me. Right. So I was trying to look up the article that came out right before the quote unquote retirement. And I want to stress something you said. So you said it wasn't a retirement. It was listed as resignation. resignation. Right. So I think I read it after the quote unquote retirement, big air quotes, that they had uncovered that the books weren't straight. And they were basically refiling their books and and accounting for the money that wasn't there and things like that. That's a problem with a publicly traded company. Yeah. So if if, here's the thing, and I heard this one time in business and boy, it was it cut to the bone in the room I was in. But when you think about it, it's real true. I I saw a big, big time executive tell a younger employee cut him to the knees said look if i don't believe one of your numbers i'm not gonna believe any of your numbers yeah because if i find one thing wrong the second you get funny with the funny the second you get funny with a number what else are you doing But, Doc, you said at the beginning of this, I'm not talking about the last time we talked about it, when this first came out. Ah, Vince, Johnny Ace is going to fall on a sword. It ain't going to be Vince. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. No, no, you said he's going to make it. Well, here's why he didn't. Nobody could have predicted. Nobody could have predicted that Vince, through probably a combination of ego, dementia, and stupidity, Mix the streams of money. What a buffoon. Take take the moral part out of it. Vince screwed Vince. I mean, again, he could have skated through some irregularities and some improprieties. But the minute the money started getting messed with and they have to, on the filings, somebody's got to pay for that. And the question for me is, is his, are the people that are moving on him, is it Nick Khan or is it familial? I just think it confirms they're going to get sold now for sure. Well, here's the other take. Everybody who's like, oh boy, we've been waiting for this day because now everything's going to get better. No, I did whatever. Yeah, no, 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 it ain't. What? No, it's not. And, and right. here's the other thing. I would, I would wish that it would. That'd be great. I, I would love to watch better wrestling. But to be honest, 
the only real good period of WWE, WWF I've ever liked was that late 90s stuff. And so they've never been the wrestling company I want to see. So why do I care? Really? Well, no, you care because deep down inside, you don't want this wrestling business to go away. It's not going to go away. It, it, here's the thing. Would it be even better if it did get sold? And the, and it doesn't get to, it's not wrestling anymore. And we don't even go under that pretense. And there's something else and they're bigger than AEW, but AEW becomes the biggest wrestling company. But 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 there's no there is no way it's just gonna get better. No, nah, that that whole is gonna get better is I, I, I don't know why there's too much corporate there's too many corporate controls. There's too many things that are in place to make sure there's no heat. And it, it I don't care. Triple H may do a good job with some things. He may be an improvement, but this thing ain't set up to ki- bring you kick-ass wrestling. That ain't the, that ain't the goal. So who cares? Now, what I want to know is now I think Vince is going to figure a way back in. Uh, no, I. And the reason why back into what WWE. Okay. He ain't got nothing else to do but figure a way back in. Okay. So if somebody came to you or me, I don't know, let's say the show got interrupted right now and said, we're going to give you, for whatever reason, you're going to have $15 million. Are you ever working another day in your life? It depends if you consider BTT a job. No, no, no. The, the, I, it would start with me having to get paid once. But I'm talking about shoot job blues. Now I got $15 million, not not before taxes. That's what you're going to clear. You got $15 million in the bank. Are you ever going to work again? Like I said, if as long as you don't consider BTT a job, I'm not there's okay. A, there's I guess a lot I have of work. Be, I guess that, no, no, I hold on. There's a lot of work that goes into BTT. Um, okay, so no, I, I I'm not working BTT. again. I'm not right. working again. I, I work for myself, but I'm not working for anyone else. That's even harder than working at the shoe job. Well, I consider BTT working for myself. That's why I say that. Okay, I guess I have to be super clear here and break out my crayons. No, you don't have I'm to be not, super clear. BTT is a job. Like, it's a lot of work. Trust me. Editing, watching shows, taking Dealing notes, with the editing, on the air. posting I, I, shit. I get it. I get it. The point is, you and I are guys that could make a living out of doing nothing as long as there was enough interest off the investments coming in to, to I, I ain't going to get bored. I go take a nap. If I'm bored, I'll go take a nap. I'll read a book. I'll watch some wrestling. I'll go outside and stare at some clouds. And Vince ain't built like that. Yeah, he's not. This is his thing. And he's a control freak. 
And now he had spent 40 years building an ecosystem that he can that he could control and that everything bent to his will. Now he's released into the real world where you're just a, he's rich and he's famous, but he's a 77 year old ex WWE guy. So that's not, I mean, I ain't trying to be mean and I'm not trying to be, I'm not, this is a level question here. What are the odds that if he can't figure out a way back into WWE, he doesn't change his last name to Von Eric. Oh, come on. I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm serious. Like this is the thing he loved and it's been taken away from him. He doesn't have a wife anymore. He's his married. family, his family, as at is at the place where he wants to be. What's he uh, going to do? He's going to be miserable. Okay, I think he's going to be miserable. But when I started this out, we were talking about why why Vince isn't done. So I don't know what Vince does officially, like. And when I say officially, like, oh, you know, there's a press release. Vince's Vince McMahon's going to be doing X, Y, and Z. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. But there is no way on God's green earth that he doesn't have a bat phone to Triple H, Stephanie, and whatever other minions he still got in the company. And there's no way, especially if Bruce is there. Oh, God, that clown. That, oh, Bruce, what a freaking, he's a minion if I've ever seen one. If if those folks are still there, which they are, we know Stephanie's going to be there. We know Triple H is already there because I think believe he's had a creative. Stephanie's a co-chairperson or co-CEO, whatever her title is, with uh, uh, Khan. Man, there's no way. He isn't on the phone rattling their ears off about what to do, how he wants it done. Now, again, that's unofficial. He doesn't have a position with the company. Technically, he's Vince McMahon, though. You think he still doesn't have influence? It's his freaking daughter. That's still there. Unless she's the one that moved on him now. Now, I wouldn't put that past her because she looked like she got a little evil twinge in her eyes sometimes. So let me ask you Paul Levesque, that's a backstabber. That dude is not to be trusted. He might have been the one turning the knife to talking about I love you, Vince, at the same time. Are you done? No, he's a bootlicking trustee. Continue. I'm sorry. I was trying to ask you a question here. You know I'm salty. I was salty before we got on air. I know you have real personal problems. We need to get, we need to make better help a sponsor so that you can get like some free sessions. You know, somebody's going to think we took money from, from them. And I ain't against what they do. I'm not saying that, but please don't plug people without us getting paid for. Thank you. I appreciate it. So does Vince still have an active ID card that he can access the property? Because normal, I don't people, know, but I bet you he can get one with ease. 
normal people on their last day have that kind of thing terminated. So is he just up there walking around kind of, hey, what's going on? Oh, don't mind me. I'm just here to, you know, I'm just up here today. He he can get one of these. (laughs) I'm sure he's up, Doc. You answer that question. What do you think? Wait, I okay, think so he gets look, in. It I is. don't know, but here's here's my question. Today was Tuesday. Yes, last night was raw. He's used to being at raw. He's getting ready for SmackDown with everything else he does. What did Vince do today? What did Vince do today? Um, he called Paul and Stephanie and Bruce and wanted to know what was going on with the show and all those good things. I'm telling, there's no way so I think he doesn't have I, a bat phone to them. My thing is, I think Bruce is not long for this world because I don't think he had, what I've read is that he and Stephanie don't get along. Yeah, they've said that for years. So I agree. He's, he's and if you want to it. talk about somebody who's his inside guy, I'd say it was Kevin Dunn. Again, I don't know that Kevin and Stephanie get along. Mm, there's a common denominator brewing there. <laughs> um, the biggest thing that I would love to see come out of all of this is that Vince, uh, that Kevin Dunn leaves. And they stopped doing that damn camera shake thing for every move to cover up the fact that people can't work. Yeah, that's the dumbest thing ever. I hate that. It makes me borderline nauseous to watch because I get motion sickness. Yeah. Um. Terrible. You know, terrible. here's the thing. I'm not, I don't care. Like, I'm more interested in Vince, the, the crazed insane person and interested in like his, like i mean i'm interested in how jerry jones acts with people i can't stand the product he puts on the field kind of the same way with vince like i'm intrigued by his whole insanity but i don't give a shit about the wrestling because more times than not i haven't liked it and i don't think he and i agree on what makes a good program so okay who cares Okay, you didn't answer the question, though. Okay, what's the question? So, outside of doing something officially, is what, he, he go really down to, done? Did he go down to the park today and toss some bread to the birds? Did he go to the store and get him some a nice cheese spread? I mean, did he have a chicken breast and work out? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what did he do? There's a scene at the end of the TV show, The Shield. And the guy, the main character, basically does a tiptoe through a minefield and avoids going to jail and flips on everybody he knows. And basically they punish him by saying, you're going to have, you're no longer in the field. You're going to do paperwork all day long. And the second you don't do it, or the second it's not right, we revoke all of this and you go to jail. And he's just sitting there. He's out of the action. And the show ends with him just looking out at the streets. And this is his <laughs> new life. Burger King thing. 
and that's my whole that's I mean I'm not trying to be mean and I'm not even trying to crack a joke is that the only thing that this guy's really cared about and it you know you know when you work that 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 job sometimes for all my people out there that work in the service industry you get into that social scene where it's like all the people at the bar hang out together and they go on you know uh, or the restaurant or whatever they hang out together and it becomes this little ecosystem he's built that for himself for his the majority of his adult life and it all catered to him and now it's not there Mm. i mean that's got to be like having like children die in his world so he's either figuring out how to get back in or I keep, you know, take away his key to the cooler to walk in. Yeah. But so the question still becomes, is he really done? And I, I, a, a I fish. Go ahead. You're, you're I, we're both. You ruined me by bringing me into this. You were already ruined and it's gotten nothing but worse. There's no there's no part of us that thinks he's done. I think he's 77, okay? He's officially done. Mhm. Like he's on the books, on paper, mm-hmm. he's done. Mhm. But unless there's some big huge revelation that all of this never happened. I mean, look, you never say never. He's done like your cousin Jamal's done snorting drugs. He's he's officially on paper done. The problem is when you're that type of in the, when you're that influential in your industry and whether you agree with Vince's vision of pro wrestling or sports entertainment is actually irrelevant to what I'm about to say. When you're that influential in the industry of pro wrestling, unless you are in prison for a heinous crime. I don't know how he's actually done because he he's not it's not like he's locked up and has no access to many of the people that are still in that not only that business, but his company. Like again, he's got a, a he's got the phone numbers to Stephanie, to Triple H, to all these people that are there. What do you think? They just not going to answer his calls. Here's the other thing that I got some cheap swamp land for sale with millions in Louisiana. Unless an executive of that magnitude dies, they don't just take him out on Friday and say, you're done. There's a transition period where, you know, the two executives are overlapping and working together. So there's some of that. You know, my thing is this. It's like when somebody dies, you know, your friends and everybody's checking on you for the first couple of weeks, maybe a month, six weeks. It's what happens after that. It's a long life. And what happens after when it gets quiet for him? I don't see how this dude just lets it get quiet. That's that's, there, that's the and what does that I. look like? Now, in my fantasy world, he walks out on dynamite this week and says, Stephanie, you no good bitch. 
<laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome if he worked Tony out of his company? Hey, let me come on and pop a number. And then worked Tony out of his company and took it away from him. Dude. Okay, remember how during the, during and after the Monday Night Wars, it was like, oh my God, this is wrestling's resurgence. Because we had gotten past the territories and we just had two large companies and three if you want to count ECW as one, but you really had two. Dude, if he walked out on Dynamite <laughs> and cursed out his daughter. The only thing that would make it better is if they were in on it and working Tony out of his company. See, now you're getting conspiracy theory. But if he walked out on the dynamite and cursed out his daughter and said, if you wanted a war, God damn it, you've got a war. And he, I'm and now then took the a pizza 30%. Cutter, and then took a pizza cutter to Moxley. I'm still the 30% owner. I'm now the 25% owner of AEW, damn it. But let me tell you something else that, you know, people aren't talking about with this. He's still mm. the majority shareholder, and he's still, because of the shares he has, he still actually has voting power in that company, like the majority. I bet the committees now meet that he's on. The, the board of directors committees are now meeting every day. Like, hey, wait a minute. We used to meet like once a quarter and talk about these things. Why does Vince have us meeting every day? I'm just saying, like, I get that he's quote unquote retired, but <laughs> this dude is way too influential. He, again, whether you like him or not, and Doc and I, I don't hated think it's that product. I think it's insistent. That too, that's part of it. Doc and I are not the people who beat the WWF and Vince McMahon drum outside of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. To be frank, we don't. But we give credit where it's due. I like that he fella is, Call Callaway. He had a best oh, gimmick. Ca Ca Callaway had the best gimmick ever, you know. But this dude is influential, man. You can't you can't just say I mean, it's not like he died last Friday when he quote unquote retired. And I don't think it's like he's gonna go quietly into that good night. I don't he may, either. Yeah. He may have to regroup and come up with a plan. So when you say, what did he do today? That's what I think he's thinking is, how do I how do I flip the table upside down and cause chaos? And then in the ensuing chaos, get back where I need to be. Bro, we preaching the same message right here. Maybe a little bit differently, but we're coming to the same conclusion. Now, here's the real question. And this is this gets to the heart of everything. Is he rooting for his daughter to be successful for the WWE or is he rooting for her to fail so they come back to him? Vince seems to be a very shrewd business person. And let's just look at how he cried foul when he thought WCW was using tactics that they shouldn't have been using, such as giving live results given results of his pre-taped shows away live on television. But yet at the same time, he went and destroyed all the territories. The man is shrewd. You don't destroy the territory system without being shrewd and just devious. 
I wouldn't put it past him to be like, I hope it fails, god damn it. They're so small compared to me. Well, that's I, the I, thing is, for for you for him to be great, the great man theory, he's the only one that could do it. Right, he's the only one that could run it like that. And so if if somebody else could do it, yeah, well, it was my progeny, so okay. But in reality, it is... I, see, I told you I was I'm the reason. It's a new day. Yes it is. Boom. Boom. We clapping. Boom. No, What's kidding. wrong with you? It's, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new time. Now as I say that, I don't know if there's a wrestling resurgence. I think what we have is what we have. I will say this. I watched the beginning of Raw on July 25th and boy, Roman Reigns told Theory or Austin Theory, something like, you ain't shit, daddy's not here to get you back for you. And, well, I ain't been watching it, but the body ain't even cold when Rain said that. So, there's that. Okay. Not that it matters, but... And, you know, there's this other thing. There's been all this talk about, oh, they're going to go PG-13 again. Bruh, they're a publicly traded company. Call me... I'm like, I hate to be like this, but... I'm like, you know, Mercury Morris from the 72 Dolphins. Don't call me when you're in my city. Call me when you're on my block. Bruh, when they show me that they're going to be more cutting edge, then I'll listen. Until then, I don't want to hear nothing about they're going to be PG-13. Why don't they call me when Elias is back to being Elias? Yeah, what did they do to that dude? I just saw that. He dude, ain't got a beard they, no more. No, they, they just completely... Here's another guy. When Eli Drake can be Eli like Drake, that. when Eli Drake can be Eli Drake again, let me know. Because now they got oh, him. Yeah. He's like Max Dupree running some male model thing. Oh God, that sounds riveting. It's terrible. I mean, he's right, out there uh, looking like. I I don't want to do this. <laughs> um. Any other. Th- uh, any other thoughts on Vince McMahon before we get into the? Video? We will continue. Sorry, the... We will continue to monitor this this situation <laughs> and not and not do breaking audio as needed. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, on that note, uh, we are going to start covering uh, World Championship Wrestling from February twenty third of nineteen ninety one. We hope you enjoyed the Vince McMahon portion of the show that we discussed here and his uh retirement slash resignation and we made the case for why he was not done uh so doc this episode to me was hilarious in many ways there was a lot to discuss we're we're here we're gonna they 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 position this as you know this is the day before wrestle war which by the way if you want to listen to doc and i review wrestle war which we're going to do it'll be up tomorrow for you at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt sign up become a patron and you can get access to wrestle war 91 the review that is again it's tinyurl.com slash patreon btt but they're in the desert and um i don't know doc uh let me just play this opening from jr and dusty they're standing in front of a cactus i i, I don't know why i want to play it there's not much there but here it is Big third annual pay-per-view spectacular, Russell War. We're out here with Missy Hyde, Elegante, Sting is here, the Steiners. It's going to be a great two hours. As we speak, Missy Hyde is out here looking for Elegante, running around in the rattlesnakes, in the cactus bushes, live in Phoenix, Arizona. Russell War 91, 
coming at you tomorrow night, and we're going to have a ball here today. Tell them, David. Let's go back to our studios with Polly Dangerously and Bob Cottle. I don't know, Dusty's popping me. Missy's, Missy, what? Running around the desert looking for Ellie Kianse, baby. I just had to play that, Doc. I um, thought maybe he was going to say something about her sitting on a cactus bush, or maybe she just shaved and it's like a cactus down there. I don't know. Uh, Missy, Missy's listening, been listening to the show, hadn't she? Missy, if you're listening, ignore the village idiot, okay? No, no, He's no. a necessary evil. Ignore him, please. If you're listening, call us. DM at BTT underscore podcast, if you will, please. Um, we'd love to have you on the show. I know in your Twitter bio or on your posted or pinned tweet, it says you don't do shows. I get it. You don't want to listen to, you don't want to answer the same questions over and over. I assure you, we have a gentleman by the name of Hardbody Harper, which I'm sure you've heard on our air. A great guy loves you. We all love you. We actually don't even want to talk to you. We want to do a review no, with no, you. No. We want you to sit in and do a review with us. I want to give her an open forum about how she was wronged throughout this period. But she's talked about, see, that's the problem. She's all, she's talked about that already. That's but has she, she really want. talked about it? You know, Dude, like she, yeah. we'd let her talk about it. I mean, she's aired her grievances on that stuff, bro. That's the problem. Everybody asks her the same questions. That's why I'm like, hey, Missy, we don't want so to So what are we supposed to questions. talk about? How she was rounding up carts at Walmart last week? I mean, she, we got to talk about something. I just said she needs to sit in and do a review with us. Okay. Missy Missy is a wrestling, like, she's got a wrestling mind. Like, when you see her tweets, Missy is talking about angles and what to do and what. She knows this stuff. She's just, I mean, everybody thinks of Missy Hyde back in the day. Oh, yeah, she was fine, all that. Okay, that's true. But Missy is a wrestling fan. Loves you just wrestling. keep her out off my toes during the review and we'll be fine, okay? Well, so we go to center stage and Paulie and Bob Cottle open the show. Uh, Dusty and Missy are in Phoenix, as we talked about, for the pay-per-view tomorrow. Um, we then go to the first match. Paulie and Bob. Uh, Paulie wasn't in a good mood, as I say that. What were you about to say? I heard you go. <gasps> no, I didn't say anything. I just can't imagine Bob Cottle having to work with Paulie in 1991. Boy, he must be like, Jesus, Lord. Somebody are you me. are are you on drugs, son? <laughs> the first match is the natural Dustin Rhodes versus Mark Kyle. Paulie and Bob Cottle remind us to call our cable company so that we can watch the pay-per-view. Uh, this is a pretty quick match. It's not bad. It's good. It serves its purpose. The uh, natural Dustin Rhodes gets a win. Doc, any thoughts from this match? I like that Kyle jumped him before the bell. Um, good stuff there was, you know, you don't see that in a lot of these matches. So good job. Um, during the match, Caudle was messing with Paul Lee, which is good. I mean, Caudle's no joke. He'll mess you up. Mm -hmm. And I got to think right here, let's get, let's get Dustin a push. He looks good in the ring. Oh, it's coming. Let's, let's get that going. I mean, you're the Booker's son, so, (laughs) you know, I mean, come on. It's going to happen. Any other thoughts, Doc? No, it was pretty quick. All right. Bear as it me. should I'm be. As to... it should be. Yeah, as it should be. All right. We're 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 back in the desert after we go back to the desert with Dusty and JR. I, I, I got I to gotta play this segment. Uh, here it is. This is um, they're promoting a pay-per-view. By the way, Dusty's got jeans on, kind of a Hawaiian shirt, cowboy hat and boots 
And JR's got jeans on, white tennis shoes, black polo, and a WCW hat. Just to set the stage as they're standing in front of a cactus. Here we go. Indeed, the countdown for tomorrow night is underway. Tomorrow night, the third annual Wrestle War pay-per-view featuring war games. And my colleague, Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, is the man that has been in the war games, the very first war games. What's going through the minds of these eight guys as they're 24 hours away from the biggest match of their life? Well, Jimbo, what I believe that's going through the minds is what went through his mind. When you leave that building tomorrow night after the war games are over, there will be some lives changed. There will be some careers changed. And they have to really think about the importance of what faces them tomorrow night, especially the guy that, that I'm kind of singling out right here, a man that has been a great champion, Ric Flair. He's been in there before, but he stands a real good chance of losing everything. And how about that kid we just seen here? Dustin, he's looking good. Buddy Landell tomorrow night, I know he's coming for you. I'll tell you something, Dream. Uh, we're going to be talking to Missy Heidi as a little bit later to Ellie Gante. She's supposed to be out here somewhere looking for him now. She's also going to be talking to Sting, who will lead his team in the War Games. This is a new experience for the Stinger, and he's got a lot of things to settle with Ric Flair because of the championship situation. It's like no other match that, you, that you've ever witnessed because it takes in the, the whole concept of what it really boils down to. It's men against men, locked inside a steel cage, ready to do battle, submit or surrender. There's no pinfall here. We know that's very important for the fans to understand. No pinfall. Submit or surrender. Which one will do it? I don't know. Well, you know, Missy Hyatt tomorrow night will be in the locker room to conduct an interview, but she's out here somewhere now trying to find Eligante. As we said earlier, we're just outside of Phoenix here. As you can see, Phoenix in the background. is a What a beautiful city this is, but uh, Missy is going to all lengths to get this scoop on this interview. As a matter of fact, I think we see uh, our... our is that what it, you see what I see? I think, I, I think you're right. I think that's... Look at this. And there's Missy. Dragging up the rear. There's Missy. Dragging up the rear. Trying to get in. The fans are chasing Eligante. We'll go back to Atlanta in just a moment, Paul Lee. Okay, we'll see you in just a moment. I had to play it, Doc, because the whole central theme of this is Missy's eventually going to get an interview with Eligante in the pool. Spoiler alert on this show. Any thoughts on what we saw right there? Why is... El Gigante roaming around the desert. Bruh, I, I, if I could answer that, I would. I have no idea. Okay. It, it's, it's truly... I, I get the Dusty telling us lives will be changed tomorrow in War Games is great. You know, talking about the match. That's some good stuff. Working in a, I, a, hot, a hit for his kid. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know why. I guess Eligante won't. I, okay, now that I think about it, Eligante doesn't want to give them an interview or give anyone an interview, and we'll see why Missy gets an interview later in the show. Let me say that mm. in the swimming pool. Okay, there's multiple mm. scenes in the swimming pool on this show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we go to any other thoughts on that right there with. Dusty and JR as we're still plugging the, the pay-per-view for no. Wrestle War 91. We go to commercial. We come back. Paul Lee and Bob Cottle throw us to a replay of Big Josh helping out Tommy Rich in the interview with uh, Rich afterwards. Paul Lee says, I've heard stories about Big Josh that he was a professional midget watcher in the great Northwest. Um, any thoughts on that comment, Doc? No. That's what I said. Paulie's just <laughs> this is a clown. So after that, we then come back. Remember, Big Josh, 
he just made his debut last week, I guess. Um, if you want to call it a debut when he came out to help Tommy, right? Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, today is July 26, 2022. I believe today is Tommy Rich's birthday. So happy birthday, uh, Tommy yeah, Rich. Yeah, you should sing to him. Uh, no, I'm not going to do so. We go to the match. It is Big Josh versus Joe Kazana. Paulie is asking some good questions. Yeah, can he you wants back to up know... about 10 seconds and hit Paulie's um, commentary? Uh, what's the timestamp? 1340. Okay, so I'm on 41. Let's see if we get it here. Amazing how an admitted felon can get a wrestling... Okay, hold on. Let me go back some more. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I know. Here, let me play it from here. Tell the fans what happened last week right here on World Championship Wrestling concerning this big guy, but he's still got that axe handle in the ring with him. Well, it's amazing how an admitted felon can get a wrestling license and appear on national TV all within the course of seven days. Uh, you know, he's not a wrestler. Rich says. I mean, he kind of did break the law. Like, you can't come out of the crowd and attack a wrestler. You could get arrested for that. I mean, he's not wrong here. How many felons did Paul Lee employ in the next five or six years after this? I'm allegedly quite a few. But don't let the truth get away in front, you know, get in the way of a good story. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about this ref uh, on behind the paywall, by the way. Let's don't. Okay. About that on the pay-per-view? Here. At the pay-per-view. We're going to talk about him. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on this match? It's a quick one. Big Josh is going to hit Kazana yeah. with the flying axe handle and. Uh, chin nuts. Yeah, some chin nuts right here. Ugh. And he wins it. And that's it. <laughs> Any other thoughts? No. All right. So we go to commercial again. And um, when we come back from commercial, Missy gives us an update from Phoenix and tells us she is going to interview Sting tomorrow mm. and Elegante later. She, I guess this is in the hotel. Looks like it. Of the venue. Uh, not the venue. Um, Maybe it's the arena. I can't remember now. Um, Anyway, there's Missy looking... Mm. Uh, Looking, looking great. Yeah. So after Missy mentions that she's going to talk to Sting tomorrow and Elegante later, we then go to Stan Hansen, who has taken on a gentleman by the name of Scott Sandlin. Pitcher and pitcher promo from Hansen. He tells us he's ready for Vader tomorrow, and then the match, and that the match has been six months in the making. This thing ends with a DQ. Hanson just beats the piss out of this guy, which is what he's been doing frequently on these episodes, Doc. Any thoughts on um, Hanson, who's got a turd hanging out of his mouth again during the promo? Any thoughts? I'm I'm going to depress you, me, and a whole bunch of people listening. Stan Hanson is 40 there. So, it's funny you say that. I was going... I found... Over the weekend, a 1998 Pro Wrestling Illustrated almanac that I have, it's a book, not a magazine. And it was like they used to do those almanacs. So then I started flipping through. They have like updates, like what happened this year, that year. Dude, there's so many wrestlers that died like in in their 30s. I mean, obviously in the 20s, thinking of guys like Gino and David Von Erich. And then you see wrestlers who... Like, didn't really die from, like, over overdoses, but, you know, like, in their 40s. And you're like, 
Jesus, Lord. Like, bruh, time's getting away from us. You and I are closer to 50 than 40. Shut up. <laughs> but Hanson's 40 here. What does he look, Doc? 52. Yeah, easily. It's that old thing about Ron Wright and Smoky Mountain Wrestling the first time we see him. He's like in his early 50s. Right. Or no, what was he? I don't I remember, remember, but it was closer to my age than I appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> like, this dude looks like an old man, and we're like, wait, no. All right. Um. Any other thoughts on Hanson just bludgeoning this poor son? Yeah, he's going to kick the kick the shit out of this guy. He's just beating the hell out of him, bro. He's just dismantling. He gets DQ'd. He's a, yeah, he gets DQ'd. Sandlin actually wins. Um and that's that. That's that. Uh Doc, I'm gonna play this thing promo because I wanna make you mad. He's with Missy Hyatt. He's uh <sighs> in the uh gym of the hotel, I'm assuming. Here it is. Bob and Stan Hansen really hurt that guy. He's going to be ready for Big Van Vader tomorrow at the third annual Wrestle War. And someone else involved in that is the War Games, and it's Sting and, and the Steiner Brothers. And where are they? The Steiner Brothers are right now where they rented a pickup truck, our four-wheel drive, and they're going to do that dirt whomping in the desert. I said, good, you guys go do that. I'm going to go to the gym, get a workout in, get pumped, and think about this next match, the eight-man tag coming up, maybe learn a little bit more scoop about the horseman flying. Brian Pillman, on the other hand, is off wrestling in Atlanta. So we all do our own little thing to get ready for a big match like this because a big match like this with a big cage over two rings we're talking about. We're talking about four guys on each team. The horsemen against our team here. We all end up into the ring inside this one big cage with a roof on it, by the way, so there's no way out. And it's submit or surrender. And one promise I want to make to you, Missy, and everybody out there in TV land is, that is the Steiner Brothers flying Brian and the Stinger. We will not submit. We will not surrender. Oh, I can't wait. And hey, we'll see the four horsemen right after this. Bruh, I had to play it because there's nothing about that that would make me want to order the pay-per-view. I don't understand who they're like. He's for the kids. Why would a kid like that? I'm, I would rather sting how in the crazy sting than that subdued sting right there. Just terrible. You, don't even, you don't even agree with you. You don't even agree with that, do you? He no. He ter- he used the term dirt whomping. Ah <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's, well, maybe maybe we shouldn't just let anybody be the face of the company. How about that? We go to commercial. We come back and we have Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Barry Windham and Sid Vicious versus David Isley, Larry Santo, Tommy Angel, and Scott Summers in an eight-man match. This is what Sting was referring to a second ago, talking about he wants to watch and get some pointers here. Let me tell you something. I don't like, I hated this because I realized they're running out the clock. This thing went eight plus minutes Mm. um, before the four horsemen, because I'm going to assume Sid is one. We've had this discussion over and over, right? It took them eight minutes to beat these newts. I get it. They were just trying to punish them. But it's a little bit too much time as we overanalyze it like we always do. Doc, your thoughts on this? I hate eight-man tags to begin with. Yes. Oh, oh, stop, 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 stop. Hold on. Let me go back. Keep going while we come back to that it. That was my timestamp for this match. 
You hate eight man uh, tags. Keep finish your thought, and then we'll talk about. What I we're hate eight man tags. Just stop. Um, at least Sid's out there. I mean, that we're we're tr- at least you know helping out a little bit there. Got a couple of. Um, how old are these ladies? Oh, they're of age. Well, then, the one on the left. Um, ugh. But the one on the right looks like she's probably going to get some attention from the ra- gentleman wrestlers. What do you think? Give me, brother. <laughs> That's a yes. I wish, I wish Hopper was here because she's got that hair teased up. Well, both of them do. It's kind of hard to tell because, you know, this is an HD film. Now, but... here's the question I have. Would the, would the boys in the back take the one on the left to get to the one on the right? The boys in the back would do anything because they're nasty. <laughs> they're nasty. Well, okay, I guess. We'll, we'll you have know, to I believe. guess. I'm telling you, I know it for a fact. Okay, we'll have to believe you. Yes. Okay, uh, Doc, any thought like this went on? Way too, too much long. work, more work than this job required. <laughs> too so, long. Too long. Sid power bombs everybody in a match, and they stretch almost all of them out, which is what needed to happen. Um, the best part of this, and I'm going to fast forward to it because these guys all get beat down. Eventually, I think he tries to put them all on the stretcher. Um, the best part of this is actually the promo that comes up after the match. Well, let's go to let's go to the, uh, let's go to the promo. Brian, Brian and the Steiner brothers will enter the war games against all four horsemen. And there's only one bottom line to this. It's submission. Or surrender, nature boy Ric Flair. It's bleed, sweat, and pay the price of a wrestling lifetime. Scars, scars, blood and guts, scars. We have all been in the war games. We have all survived. And you know what? We are all champions of the world. Tomorrow night, we find out if they can want the owl. Woo! If what I'm saying is correct, as you load up your sarsaparilla with one of those little umbrellas laying in the sun, we're loading our warhead with chemical weapons. You see, we've been there. Gentlemen, we're going to make the American Red Cross a fortune 500 company don't make the one fatal mistake as you get your last workout in and lay in that sun basking those bodies in these violent trying times don't go off and leave your back door open don't go off and leave your back door open what does that mean you you analyze it Aren't preaching? We, I mean, it's not his greatest, but we've been there. We're loading up our warheads. We're gonna make the American Red Cross a Fortune 500 company. I've always appreciated girls who would leave their back door open. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with the girls that would leave their back door open? Are you? What is your problem? What is your problem? Christ. <sighs> 
Can can you ever be serious? <laughs> Dude, we're doing a podcast about 31-year-old wrestling. What is <laughs> If I took myself serious, that would make me a bigger mark than the fact that we've been doing this for 7 years. Okay. Any other thoughts as Arn was preaching? Chemical weapons. That was a big deal at the time because we were over in uh, Iraq and uh, Desert Storm, and they would, you know, they had the gas mess out. That was that was a big deal. Oh, it was. It was a big. I deal, mean, huge deal. I don't mean to. I don't mean to say chemical weapons are not a big deal even today. I'm just saying we were kind of on edge about that stuff back then. No, 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 no. That 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 shit was a that shit was a huge deal. I mean, we we we're talking about because we we um that was the uh the whatchamacallit war at this point had it bro hey, yeah i mean it's feb had it broken out yet well remember, remember dusty gave a patriotic speech at the that's right that's right he because he went all political you and i talked about dusty's politics that day yeah yeah no 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 yeah you're right you're right you're on it um okay uh I thought Arm was fucking money here, man. He he was preaching like he always does. Rick was good too. Um, yeah, he was. But I'm an Arm fan, unlike Lance. So there's that. We, Lance uh, doesn't we, like Arm. He he called himself trying to get heat one day, and I and I think it. He was trying to play heel, and oh, it, it no. just <laughs> it didn't work out. In my Lance, humble opinion. You go back and you go back and organize your, your programs by in chronological order and allow the professionals over here to get the heat. Yeah, yeah. He 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 called himself trying to trying to get the heat, brother. <laughs> Lance, come on. So yeah, it, I'm not I just don't think it worked out the way he uh, intended it to, I, I should say. All right, so we uh, go to commercial. Come back. Bobby Eaton takes on a gentleman by the name of Jim Boss. It's a little weird watching Bobby still come out to the midnight music without standing corny to me. I think I've said that before, but just uh, wanted to mention it again. Uh, Bobby takes about six minutes or so. Uh, he's going to drop the leg off the top. Alabama Jam get the win. Doc, any thoughts from Bobby Eaton here getting a big victory? Or no, not he's a big victory. You know what I mean? He's good. And I just think he probably misses his buddies. Uh, it's got to be hard on Bobby, uh, because I mean they probably they probably called him to see you know Jim Jimmy probably called him to see how it's going. Uh, Jimmy would be a lot better if you were here. We'd go down the road drink beer. <laughs> well, uh, Bobby, I'm not exactly sure what you said there, but uh, it's good to talk <laughs> to you, buddy. Um, yeah, that's exactly how it went down. Remember too. that guy at work that used to mumble mumble mouth? Oh my God. We think he was a super nice guy, but it was hard to tell. Dude, he was he was a nice dude. How do you know? What if he was just mumbling like, "I'll kill you, and I'll kill you and your whole family." What's up, bro? Like, I would have to like. Can you repeat that, please? Way too often. Like, I kept repeating. I, Doc, imitate him. I mean, he was working Gibson, bro. I mean, he had that country accent. Hey, man, you take care. That's sad because it's not far from that. Dude, how? I don't know what to say. You leave my dog. I'll be in there. 
he had that thick was it a texas accent what was i it? don't know i mean he had a country that's what made it worse i i don't just think of like texas it's just country yeah it was country and he mumbled good dude i i guess I mean, like I said, I he could have been he could have been motherfucking all of us under his breath. We couldn't have tell. I was about to say I enjoyed talking to him, but I, I don't ever know. Yeah, what he used now to you gotta say. think about it. You ever look at somebody with a grin on their face going like I fucking kick you? He was, he was probably boy. talking he was probably talking con- country Kazarni to us and like lighting us up. We didn't even know. We're just right. smiling like, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Can you imagine if, if he was talking Carney to us? <laughs> that would have that would have added an extra layer of complexity onto what was already a very very difficult situation. I just remember we used to talk Carney in like the in the break room and stuff, and literally having full convers Carney conversations. It, it was the greatest thing. And people would the... walk in, and we wouldn't stop talking Carney. Like they'd be looking at what the hell is wrong with these two. One of the better outcomes of our you know always tenuous friendship here has been the ability for us to form a language that's somewhat carny but also built on nicknames and pat things from the past to be able to communicate in and around people at all times and never stop the conversation the thing okay so that's the thing that actually did it it wasn't the actual carny it was the the kayfabe names that everybody had. You could just continue talking with a little carny mixed in, but everybody had a kayfabe name. So you could so talk you, about somebody right in front of them, and they wouldn't know you were talking about them. I mean, it was remarkable. It's kind of like the same feeling I get whenever I sit down every once in a while in front of AEW, and I'm trying to trying to. Uh, I'm used to Cornette's names. And then I'm like, wait, what? I thought, oh. And then I'm confused. Well, speaking of things that don't really confuse us, we're going to go back to Phoenix now where Dusty Rhodes is playing with two ladies in the pool and Jim Ross is trying to make sure we order the pay-per-view tomorrow. Yes, you heard me right. Let's go to it now. This is why you need to be a patron. Not only because this show is ad-free, and your patronage helps support the show, but you can see exactly what we're talking about on our video version. Here it is. Oh, you're exactly right, Bob Call, the American dream. All these two lovely ladies are in the pool, and we still have a lot more from Phoenix to come. As a matter of fact, we are now at our resort hotel, the Point at Squall Peak, having a great time. And, of course, tomorrow night right here in Phoenix is the big third annual WrestleWar pay-per-view. Now, you still have time to call your local cable company and inquire about the availability of this great broadcast. It's available only on pay-per-view. Starts tomorrow, and I'm, the water, is, it, is the water nice? It feels nice. Fans are still to come. Uh, Missy Hyatt is gonna be conducting an interview right here at Poolside, and you ought to see what she's wearing. She's gonna be talking to the world's biggest athlete, Eligante, in just a few moments. We've already heard from Sting as he and the Steiners uh, are out here. They are preparing, and they've gone again to work out and get their strategy together for the big War Games event tomorrow night, seven o'clock Eastern time. Now still to come in the broadcast, we're gonna take a look at the Z-Man, who will take on tomorrow night with no disqualifications, Terry Taylor. We'll have all that and more from Poolside after this time out. Um, 
Dusty shirtless in the pool playing pitch and catch with a beach ball with two uh, lovely ladies. And um, hey baby, hey baby, this this beats the this beats the hell out of wearing some polka dots. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, I don't know, Doc. You got any other thoughts on this? As Jr. plugs the pay per view, I sure hope those two girls are of age. I agree. They they appear to be, but it's hard. The footage is not HD. It's hard to tell. Right. Uh, but again, you can only hear Doc and I review this pay-per-view that JR continues to plug here at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. And you can watch the video version of not only the pay-per-view that we review, but JR um, and Dusty at the pool right here. And there's more at the pool. Uh, like they said, Missy is going to be there shortly. So uh, there is that. Doc, I'm going to keep this show moving because uh, we're, we're going to go to a boring match in a second. Uh, it's uh, the Z-Man versus Joe Cruz. And uh, I got nothing. The, the Z-Man wins uh, with the sleeper, and um, that's my thoughts. What? I, I can't with this dude, bro. I say it every week. I say it every week. Um, They show a quick clip back in Phoenix where Dusty is uh, still in the pool. Now JR has Come joined on. him. Shirtless Jr. Uh, with Dusty, they are playing with a beach ball in the pool. Again, if you're a patron, you're watching it with us. Tinyurl.com/slash/patreon/btt. This is how we help plug Wrestle War '91. Jr. and Dusty in the pool. Go ahead, Doc. Here's the other thing, and it got by me on that first one. They're staying at a resort. They give the name of, and it is a very derogatory first people's term for a female mm, oh, yeah the yes <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah I, I i'm not gonna add anything else um use your imagination you'll figure out what doc is talking about but you, you are correct sir okay yeah I, I i can't say anything you know i i nothing else i can say uh coddle and paulie aren't too happy that JR and Dusty are playing in a pool with the ladies. But I mean, just imagine if they, I mean, what if they say we're at the N Falls Resort? I, I hear you, dude. I'm not, yeah. That's why I'm not repeating what, what's, uh, what's the name of that resort. I guarantee you the name of that resort's changed now. Oh. I don't know. It's Arizona, dude. Maybe not. Nah, I bet you it's changed. I bet you it's changed. Let's continue, though. Uh, Brian Pillman's taking on John Peterson in the next matchup. In the Horsemen attack Pillman after Pillman beats Peterson. It's all four of them. JYD, Morton, and Rich make the save just after Paulie screams on commentary that no one is here to save Pillman since Sting and the Steiners are already in Phoenix. I guess he considers JYD, Morton, and Rich nobody, but they do save him. Uh, Pillman is laid out, though, which is a problem because he's supposed to be in the match tomorrow. War games, that is. Any thoughts, Doc, on how they run this little angle here? I I thought this was good. And I'll, I'm looking forward to Pillman in the war games because I think, you know, he's needed something here for a while, and this is potentially good for him. I'm not, you know... It's the the dumb baby face is kind of necessary to make this all work, so I'm I'm okay with that. I thought this was good stuff, man. Yeah, I I liked it. Pillman getting beat down. Look, 
Here's the thing about this. The, the if, other thing is this. Let me say this real quick. I get that the horsemen are going to go out there and cut their promo to make this thing work and try to sell it. But there hasn't been a real good reason for this to all be happening, really. And for so, them to jump Hillman, you mean? The whole war games. I mean, what problem are we trying to solve here? And so this yeah. helps. This helps create a little, a little friction that you know we can get behind. Now the problem is, we only got we got like twenty four hours to come up with thirty bucks. Then we got to convince somebody in a in a decision making authority to order this for us. We have a lot to get done in the next twenty four hours now that we've seen this and we liked it. So I see why you're saying, you know, it doesn't make sense. Why would they jump Pillman? It made sense that they jumped him because the match was going to happen and he was booked in the match. That's why it made sense for them to jump him. But I know what you're saying. Why was those four guys, why were those guys put together against the horsemen at that point anyway? And why are they all mad at each other other than just the normal course of business? Well, and keep in mind, Pillman has had matches with Flair. Like he's, I get that. So, We've all had matches with everybody. The point is, it did nothing didn't necessitate it at War Games, so this was good in creating that that urgency. I got a little you. late in the angle for me. <laughs> now, you and I have to go get thirty dollars together. Yeah, actually, I don't think it was that much at this point, but yeah, that wasn't happening. It moment. could have been three hundred dollars. Bro, it could have been $12, and she wasn't – it wasn't happening. Now, I'm 17 here. No. Dude, the pay-per-view would have had the cost – would have had to be the cost of a freaking combo meal, which was two ninety nine, which I didn't even have cable at this point, but it would have had to have been two ninety nine for my mom to even considering. How much do we think the pay-per-view was? $19.99 back then? I'm taking a guess. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The price would be nineteen ninety nine, not nineteen ninety nine a year. Yeah, I, about 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 twenty bucks probably. Okay, so at nineteen ninety nine, I don't think it was. I don't think it was thirty bucks. At nineteen ninety nine, that's forty three dollars today. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it would have had to be two dollars and ninety nine cents for me, for my mom, even if I had cable, which I didn't so, at this point. So let's put that in Burger King terms. So, because that's where I was, I was, I was there at this point. In today's money, or then, that's about six minimum wage hours of work, which is about the most you could swing as a sixteen-year-old on a weekend. Was that eleven to five shift? So we're talking about a day's work before <laughs> before taxes for me to get this. And oh, by the way, I got to figure out somebody who has cable and make all that work. Whole lot of obstacles, Doc. There was there was just too many th- roadblocks. In my- now, never even bring into the equation that I'm not watching wrestling right now. <laughs> yeah. Whole lot of obstacles. Speaking of obstacles, Sting is an obstacle uh, to this whole situation. 
Anyway, Sting is interviewed by Missy, who wants Sting's reaction to Pillman's injury, an attack that he just happened to be standing by the TV and watching, because he did say he was going to watch the eight-man tag a little while ago. It's a quick clip. Sting is upset. He says, we'll regroup. We need to find out how injured Brian Pillman is, and we'll figure this thing out. Doc, any thoughts on Sting, or are you falling asleep over there and I can keep going? And we got to tag him with zinc. <laughs> we can call them the sleepers. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we get a replay of Bobby Eaton and Z-Man and Terry Taylor from last week when Taylor got involved in Z-Man and Eaton's match. We then go to the next match, which is Terry Taylor with Alexander York versus Robbie Campbell. Uh, York tells Taylor... York says Taylor will win in under seven minutes and 12 seconds. That seems like a lot for mm. um, Robbie Campbell. Like, why are we doing seven minutes here? I don't know. Anyway, uh, Doc, I'll throw to you. They This wraps up pretty quickly. I don't know. Again, seven minutes and 12 seconds wasn't needed. No, too much work for the job. But, we again, we're trying to get this thing into uh, into the harbor. Red Rooster. He really should have changed his. We got some. I got some talk. I got some thoughts about that for the pay per view. By the way. Oh, okay. That's great. Yeah, I uh, can't wait. Seriously, I'm, I'm. I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. Taylor hits oh, him I with don't the five arm. But okay, Taylor hits him with the five arm and gets the win. Uh, we go back to Phoenix, where Jr. and Dusty are now out of the pool. Hold on. I got to get to it on a time step. <laughs> got to get to it. Uh, they mentioned Pillman being attacked by the horseman. Dusty is there with a windbreaker jacket on, his cowboy boots, his Speedo, and the boots are sitting in front of him. And Any thoughts on uh, them sitting there with their, I'm going to call that mimosa sitting on the table. I really don't know if that's just orange juice or a mimosa. I don't know, Doc. I was going to ask about. It. I was going to ask you about that. Is that just all Florida's finest, or we got a little get up and go in there? There's some get up and go in that. Did you have any other thoughts on what Dusty talks about with Pillman being attacked? No, no. I mean it's good and all, but where? How did they lose? They they lost a visual on the ladies that they had. Well, there's that, a visual that's how coming you know. Up. That's how you know they were working because. And for a shoot, what two wrestlers who would do anything would have turned loose of those two girls they had a hold of? Uh, none of them. Uh, let me put right. it like that. Almost none. Yeah. I mean, maybe a guy like Daniel Bryant does, but, you know, he's Bobby straight edged. Bobby Eaton. Yeah, like guys like that. They're, they're the only two. But our top but our top five ring rat buster outers oh, from a few years ago with Bobby Blaze. Yeah, Morton and Stanley. That was one of the greatest episodes we ever cut, by the way, on the patron side, because we did not confer one second about that. And me, you, and Bobby had the top three in the same order. I think that was on the free feed. Whatever it was, it was one of the more stellar moments of what is an outstanding career that we we are putting together. Hall of Fame numbers are being put up here. The irony of that show, as you've said a bunch of times, is we did not have one discussion ahead of time. It was the only discussion we had was name your top five of guys who were slaying the rats back in the day. And, bruh, 
that you like, think are. Well, Bobby had a little bit of inside because he knew Stan. Okay, so, Bobby, so how, did, how did we get it Well, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bobby knew Stan, knows Stan and Ricky Morton. So he he had that advantage. Um, and I mean, he knew he knew as far as in terms of knowing them, met them, worked with them, had familiarity with guys like Flair in, in when he worked for WCW. Now he wasn't working main events, I know, but but I mean, in Smokey, I mean Bobby Blaze is a good friend of Ricky Morton, and he knew Stan Lane from there too. So, but to the point you're making, the fact that Bobby had the same thing as us, who I've met Morton. Never met Lane, never met Flair. The fact that we had the five lined up so perfectly was just incredible. Incredible. It was a fun episode. One of the best we've ever done. Uh, speaking of the best to ever do it. Uh, it was one of the top, best three or four hundred shows we've ever done. Speaking of the best to ever do it, we got a six-man tag with the greatest NWA world champion of all time, Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton and JYD. They won the six-man tag titles on February 17th at the Omni in Atlanta, but I believe this was taped prior to that, so not that they're going to have the belts once they win them. Anyway, so they're your six-man champs uh, at this stage of the game if we're keeping track of things. Um, at no taking point. On... Continue. At no point has a six-man tag ever met, meant less. Uh, it means absolutely. It means nothing. There's. It, it literally means absolutely nothing. Well, they're taking on Magnum Force and Bill Ford. Tommy Rich them there busted his ass coming between the ropes when JYD tagged him in. We did get a picture and picture promo from JYD, Rich and Morton, and Morton hits <laughs> Tommy Rich tripping. Morton hits his line about these three being together. All it does is create stormy weather. Uh, it actually creates a lot of powder flying in the air, Ricky, but we're not going to talk about that. JYD mumbles some nonsense. JYD lets Rich and Morton do all the heavy lifting in this match. And um, Morton, uh, this finish is all messed up, but let me just go to you. They win. They being Morton, Rich, JYD. Any thoughts, Doc? These three are either over the hill or uh, lost. Ricky Morton's Thank line here. I know, but come, it's but he, so he's lost because he doesn't have Morton. Like I said, he'd be better off with Eaton right now. Oh yeah, but but Rich and Dog are over the hill, and this getting them together is an attempt to get everybody going, and it ain't working. Reverse money printer, and I know they're paying all three of them. Well, more than they need to. The sad part is I bet Rich and Dog are getting paid more than Morton. That's the sad part. Yes. And only know that because I've heard Ricky Morton talk about his best year there or best year. And I swear at one point he said he only had one year over six figures. You think he's working on that? Oh, yeah. A little. But he was underpaid. Oh, I believe that. Everybody's underpaid unless you're the CEO. So we keep moving. He was working um, in places. He was working in places where the compensation philosophy was: we're going to throw up all the money and everything that doesn't stick to the ceiling. You know, everything that sticks to the ceiling is for the boys. Boy, no kidding. 
So, uh, Morton, JYD, all win, uh, Rich win. We go back, go to commercial. We go back and we go back to Phoenix with Dusty and JR. They're still at the pool, drumming up interest for the pay-per-view. Re- remember, you can only listen to our review of it at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And if you're wondering why you should become a patron, it's because there are no ads on this show. So thank you very much for considering and becoming one if you do become one. We then go to back to center stage. Dan Spivey versus Carl Robertson. I got nothing, Doc. The dude does nothing for me. He's like Z-Man. Um, he tosses dude, them around for like five minutes and that's it. Your thoughts? Yeah, he just... I think Spivey would have been helped out a lot if he had a better haircut. I mean, he looks like he's using a Floby on his head. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> he was fine when it was with the skyscrapers. Hmm... It was fine. I want to slow down just a bit. Nope. He was fine. Singles Act Spivey, who can't cut promos? No, thank you. Hard pass, Bubba. Hard pass. Well, after Spivey wins, he they show they air a pre-tape promo. He's talking about Wrestle War and Luger, and he's coming for the U.S. belt. It's not bad, but Spivey's voice on promos is like nails on a chalkboard. I got nothing from it, Doc. What about you? The bug-eyed, the yelling. It's just... He's a legit tough guy. From everything I understand, it's just... It ain't it ain't drawing me in. Sorry. No, it don't... It, it ain't doing it for me, man. It's just bad. Well, Doc, we've come to a very important... Oh, my God. ...of this show. Missy is in the swimming pool with Elegante. Again, if you're a patron, you can watch a video version of this. Let me repeat. Missy Hyatt is in the pool with Elegante. Let's go to this now because there's an interview that Elegante gives Missy. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling, and I'm Missy Hyatt here in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's beautiful. I'm out here at the pool, and I'm trying to get El Gigante over here so I can get the first interview with him before tomorrow night, before Paul E. Dangerously gets him, and this is the world's biggest athlete. And, you know, can I get an interview with you before tomorrow night, please? No, no, no. But, I mean, we're out here, and it's so beautiful, and I really want to talk to you before Paul E. Dangerously gets, please? No, no, no. <laughs> Please, I don't understand. I mean, maybe if we, like, maybe went on a date, would that maybe do it? Oh, yes. Maybe. I mean, would you like it if I, if I took you dancing? Oh, yeah. Anytime, baby. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to get to take the giant dancing. And now, let's go back to Atlanta. Wait, she, he agreed to give an interview if they went out on a date. So I guess it's got to happen after she goes out on a date with him. Dude, he's going to hollow her out. Stop it. What's wrong with you? That's not funny. Missy could be listening. Uh, that, that's in the storyline. I'm saying he's going to holler her out. You think he's got a hog on him? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm going to play the, the percentages here and say it's likely if he's proportionate. <laughs> Bro, I'll never forget. I got an email from somebody one time. I asked that question or you asked that question on a show. We were just having fun. You know how we do. We just like we're never being serious. It's all we, sophomore we humor, sophomore humor. 
in this person. Like, you know, the show would be fine if y'all just would talk about the wrestling and y'all don't need to make jokes about guys' hogs. I mean, how how much of a, a adolescent do you need to act like? You know what those people are? They're the same people that go on our good friend, Ricky, whatever his name is, Cobbs, Super 70 Sports Twitter, which is one of the best Twitter oh, follows yes. on the entire sewer that is Twitter, and say his his stuff would be better if he didn't curse so much. And his cursing is not even, like, demeaning. Well, I know. but I mean, it, it is crude, and, and, and it is hurtful. And it is vulgar. And, and you know, maybe we should all just stop it. Remember that time when J.J. Dillon had a podcast, one of the many that failed? I'm sorry. I, we love J.J. Dillon. Come on. He's, he's had multiple See, podcasts. See, that's worse than any curse words. You're being disrespectful to the legends. No. What I was going to say was somebody left a review on his podcast where they talked about it's nice to hear somebody talk about, cla- you know, be classy on a podcast and not sophomoreish, and treat the business with respect and the reverence it deserves. And you, you actually are the one who found this and read it, read it on air. And you were like, "How much you want to bet we ran that guy off?" Good. I'm not. Right. I, I, I don't have time in my day for that. Who are the freebird, Who are the freebirds fighting here? Yeah, let's keep going since we're past Missy's uh, being pr- promising Eleganti a date if she gets an interview. Freebirds are taking on Keith Hart and Rob Morgan. Paul Lee takes numerous shots at Missy Hyatt, Hyatt, uh, telling, talking about how Eleganti will go on a date with with her. He's just laying into Missy, basically calling her everything but the child of God. There is a picture in picture promo Hayes mentions tomorrow night where Diamond Dallas Page will be at the pay-per-view when the Freebirds take on Doom. And Bob Cottle mentions Trouble in Paradise with Doom, so there is some intrigue into what may be happening with those two teams and in that matchup. Doc, uh, any thoughts on Paul Lee's comments about Missy, the picture-in-picture promo, Diamond Dallas Page, and all that good stuff? No. Wow, I thought you'd have something to say about DDP. Uh, Saving it for the paywall. So I'm going to tease something for the paywall. You want to talk about somebody who's irritating in 1991 WCW? Diamond Dallas Page, and we'll talk about it when we get there. I think we're going to disagree when we get there, so there you go. (laughs) He's over the top, but we'll talk about it then. Okay. Then again, maybe I might not feel that way, and that might have just been a tease, so... TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. You can listen to Doc and I's review of that, which will be up tomorrow uh, after uh, 7 p.m. Central Time on that Friday, the, the Friday after this airs. Which we were go- Here's the thing. Uh, for all the patrons out there, we were going to look to do another in-person review. We were going to do an in-person review of this one, but with the, uh, with the exposure, I'll say, I can't say the, the bad word there, but with our uh, exposure there, or potential exposure. We want to, you know, Menace already has sickle cell. We can't expose him to anything else, You're or he'll be in. What? You're an ass. We'll be in real <laughs> trouble. Um, sophomoric idiotic stuff for you. To where would we like ever that? find somebody to turn on the power and hit record? So 
uh, we're going to we're going to act out of an overabundance of 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 uh, caution and um, record this like we normally do. Which, hey, is still phenomenal, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, we're going to do it in person. But, you know, you got issues and want to act stupid. Uh, the Freebirds win. Hayes hits heart with the DDT and the Freebirds win. Daddy. Uh, we then go to Paul Lee and Bob Cottle, who wrap up the episode, and they mention a few things before sending it to Dusty and Jr. Dusty looks absolutely ridiculous at this closing segment here. Um, let 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 me just let me just play it. Here it is. Two healthy Steiners, but Brian Pillman is not healthy at all. This affects the war games like never before. Fans, that's going to be it from Atlanta. So right now, let's go back to Phoenix. Jim Ross. And Dusty Rhodes, they're standing by. Let's hear from them. Thanks very much, Bob Collin. I think you deserve the red badge of courage for having to work two hours with Paul E. Dangerous. And gosh, I'm glad he wasn't here. But, Dust, tonight, we've got to take the cameras. A date with Missy Hyatt and Eligante. He's 7'7". Seven, seven. They're going to be in the dance floor tonight. we got to be there to see that. we talking about a date. we talking about tipping the light fandango in Phoenix. We talk about soft shoeing across the floor. We talk about pretty little Missy Hyatt with that... Put a little girlish look of hers and that big bad Elgante dancing across the floor in Phoenix. It's gonna be a matchup only rivaled by the Mon Night Baby. And we talking about war games. We talking about Wrestle War 1991 Phoenix, Arizona. Woo yeah. I'm sure all the fans are concerned about flying Brian. In your opinion, will he be in the war games tomorrow night? I tell you what, I believe that Mr. Pillman will be here live and in color, ready to go injury or not, because his future, very simply. Hinges on it, and so does a lot of other men tomorrow night at Wrestle War 1991. Fans, you still have time to order this big pay-per-view spectacular. Call your local cable company. Don't forget, tomorrow night, 6.05, we'll have that date with Missy Hyde and Eligante. For Dusty Rhodes, I'm Jim Ross. We'll see you tomorrow night at 6.05. The visual, Doc, of Dusty, the windbreaker, the, how, the cowboy hat. No shoes on. That's what kind of puts it over the top, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, we've seen him in wrestling trunks but he's got boots on so it doesn't look as you know ridiculous what's he supposed to wear at the pool just so you know he's got his wrestling tights on right there there's a dr there's a dr on on that by the hip part so he was swimming in his wrestling tights i guess that's one way to clean him huh in that chlorine there you go. Get all the the oh Jesus Christ rat juice out of it. That's nice, Doc. Come on, grow up. Get all the snail trail residue out of it. Are you looking forward to the pay per view? I guess is my next comment. I'm halfway through the pay per view right now, so I'm gonna not say too much. Okay, that's fair. Fair point. All right, well, so that's how they go off air. Another fun review of Saturday Night on TBS. Not much on the action for this week's episode, but as you can see, we had a lot from the pool uh, with the ladies. <laughs> There's that. Uh, before we throw it over to Doc and I's reviewing, uh, I'm sorry, uh, giving out the Rolex and handing out the rating for this show, I want to remind you, again, we don't do ads. All we do is cut audio ad-free. Become a patron. Not only are you supporting the show, but you actually are also uh, getting extra content. And that would be in the form of the pay-per-view that's coming up, which will drop tomorrow night after you hear this. TinyURL.com slash BTT. That is TinyURL.com slash BTT. A great way to support the show. 
uh, and get tons of extra content. So thank you to all the patrons out there who do support this show. And for all you folks out there who are listening, when I post this show on Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff, hit share, hit retweet for me. When I post the Patreon shows, hit share, hit retweet for me. That helps out greatly. Um, if you want to also know what your funds go to when you do become a patron, I actually invested in so that Doc and I could do in-person stuff that we were planning on doing for this pay-per-view. I bought one of those uh, Zoom recorders so that we could do in-person and the audio would be a lot better. So there you go. Eventually, Doc and I are going to do an in-person one again. Can't tell you it'll be every day or you know every week or once a month, every two months, but we're going to commit to trying to do it. And like we said, if Doc wouldn't ate some Rona Rigatoni over there, Maybe we're going to do it for this one, but that won't happen. But anyway, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. I always forget, Doc. What do we do? Rate it? Rolex first? You tell me. Jesus Christ. We rate it. I knew it, that would son. make you mad. That's why I said that. Oh, we rate it. Okay, so what are you going to rate this one? 31. Disability checks? Government cheeses. <laughs> no, we don't. Sir, that's not how we rate these. Oh. Yeah. Um. This show wasn't terrible. We really are hurt by the fact that it's not baseball season. Um, We're getting there. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to say, gosh, the pool stuff was funny. He had the horsemen. Things were too long. I think I'm going to stay with what I had last week, which I believe is a B minus. Yeah, I'm not too far off from you. I'm going to go with a B here. I, the, the pool stuff was like, I, we're watching a wrestling show, but I'm literally rating it a B because the pool stuff just had me dying. Like, I just couldn't stop laughing at Dusty and Jr. And, you know, I'm talking about Dusty looking ridiculous, but Jr. did too. He's got a white WCW t-shirt on once he got out of his polo and his jeans, once they got to the pool with the WCW hat, he's got the white t-shirt tucked into the neon yellow swim trunks it's it's just ridiculous and so they're hilarious to me and if i really think about it i think they did their job like pushing the pay-per-view so i'm giving it a b i'm actually tempted you know what b plus i give it a god almighty well i like wrestling unlike you that's true Um, i like i'll tell you what don't i'll tell you what doesn't get a b plus the 103 degree temperature again today Bubba, I got the electric bill two days ago. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yours pretty it's, high, too? Yeah, it's real real over here. Uh, um, all right, so we need to hand out a Rolex. I, I'm going to go. I'm giving it to Dusty. The, the dude gets the Rolex, bro. He's in the Speedo. He's, he's in the pool celebrating. He's acting crazy. I wanted to give it to Missy, but that would have been too easy. So... Give mine to Dusty. Who are you giving yours to? You know, when you fight me for an hour and a half, it feels weird when we come back together at the end, but I'm going to give mine to uh, Dusty as well. All right. There you go. Good stuff. Um, before we get out of here, I do need to mention Hard Body Hopper's video shout out and relationship advice vice service. Hopper is still doing videos. The way to get your video from him Um, And again, he'll curse somebody out. He'll cut a promo on a family member or a friend. He has no bias. Everybody is fair game. As long as you email him to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. 
and go to PayPal. Uh, PayPal him to uh, 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. So Chris Harper 16 Wildcat with a K at gmail.com and PayPal cc30388cc at yahoo.com. Send him the 20 bucks and he will make sure he cuts that promo, does whatever he has to do, um, you know, for your video. And be, be very detailed as well in your video. Uh, one other plug I want to mention. So Hardbody Hopper's woman continuously Lady kept Lady Harper. Lady Harper kept bugging me to start a TikTok. Um my she, she and I recently met. She doesn't seem like the kind of uh lady who would uh let something go when she's got an idea. Dude, she texts me or was texting me every three to four days I can do it. I can help you out. I can do it. I can help you out. I can help. Okay. She's been red assed ever. She's been red assed ever since she figured out we ain't bringing in the kind of money she thought we were. (laughs) When she realized Harper wasn't making 60 grand a month. He was making significantly less (laughs) and a lot closer to zero than she was aware. (laughs) So as he got up at five o'clock every morning to go to the shoot job, right? You know, Mm, she's supposed to be making 60 grand a month. So, I started, let me be clear. I ain't no TikToker. The only thing I know about TikTok is from my wife and daughter, okay? But evidently, these youngsters nowadays are on TikTok and things trend and they go viral and blah, blah, blah. And I'm told it's one of these damn digital platforms that is a necessary evil. Now, I ain't a fan of TikTok. I think they're owned by a country or something that, you know, we don't hold too favorable here, but it is a necessary evil in business. So it was created. I have posted a few clips and videos, two of them being hit the mute button. You savage when Harper drained his main vein on, on air and the Bigfoot promo is on TikTok as well, along with a couple of Harper's relationship advice videos. But I believe Lady Harper is going to be the one maintaining it. She's got the keys to the Corvette with that one, Bubba. So uh, send your hate mail to her if you don't like TikTok and not me because I just kind of did it to stop her from constantly texting me. No, I love you, Tiffany. It's a joke. But seriously, uh, there's a TikTok. It's very easy. So unlike Twitter, which is BTT underscore podcast, the TikTok is at BTT podcast. There you go. Um if TikTok's your thing, go do it. If it ain't, well, and that don't float your boat. Hey, I'm just like you. I don't float mine either. I can think of other things that float my boat much better. So there's that. Um, uh, Doc, I'm sure you're not on the TikTok. Um, give your kids about, well, the older one, give him about two more. The minute he gets a phone, he's going to be on that sunbuck, just so you know. Do people get naked on there? Uh, bruh. Or that's I've the got thing all that, kinds of thing that if you've controls. got older kids or no kids, is that you have to stay up on technology so to to protect your children from the smut and filth that exist out in this digital platform world. Says the guy who doesn't stay up to date on technology. I have people for that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh. I got it all worked out, bro. Don't no, worry. you ain't got nothing worked out. I got it all under control. 
Yeah, sure. So, uh, but anyway, um, before we get out of here, I want to mention uh, one, two quick things. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, definitely more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Um, and check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Prue and JV as they talk about the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They also cover ECW on our Patreon feed, so... You can get more of them on our Patreon feed as well, but check them out on their free feed, The Bottom Line Cast. Doc, what else do we need to talk about before we get out of here? I feel like this was a much better show than I thought it would be, but um, you We've know, done it I again. was salty. I was salty, bro. I'm still salty. You know what I'm salty about. It has nothing to do with this show. It's got something to do with other things in life. Uh, everything's a work. People are idiots, except our listeners. They're all wonderful. Um I'm just, I was salty, so um, I guess my mood got raised. But if I came across like as, you know, jaded tonight, I'm just salty. I'm sorry. Well, guys. you are no more a dick than you normally are. How about that? Says the guy who's always a prick. <laughs> See, but the difference between you and me is that I know it and you don't. Oh, I can be a prick. I, I know that. Just a much. nasty, prickly prick. God, I hope you come to X-Rated one of these years so the people can see your true colors and how much of a prick you really are. What are you talking about? We had a great time the other hanging out a couple weeks ago, and there was no prick. We had fun. It was just I, me and you. Right. I made I made you a, a juicy steak and then a second steak. I got your ding-dong CFL blue bombers up on my TV. Bro, you need to tell Mrs. Doctor to, to go out of town more often. <laughs> See, we had a wonderful evening of of camaraderie and fellowship. And then you come on here going, these people would hate you for who you are. Brad, get the fuck out of here. They would. Why? Because they would. Let's be real, Bubba. <laughs> then why would I want to go? Because you think you're a star. That's why. Oh. Right. <laughs> Well, on that note, uh, are you ready to get out of here? On that note, I guess uh, the words. Yeah, I got something to tell you after we drop off here. I gotta go. So, all right. Well, hit the tagline, bud. We'll find then. Book it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>